Welcome to the Sedona Soul Sister Show, down-to-earth discussions on metaphysics, spirituality, paranormal, and healing. The Sedona Soul Sisters are the most trusted psychic mediums in Sedona. They have offices in Sedona where they see clients from all over the world. And now, today's show with Roz, Ivory, Terri-Ann, and Melissa. Today's topic is angelic intervention. You know, we were talking about it last week. We went from talking about uh, dark nights of the soul to angelic intervention. It kind of does go together for me, I have to say. (laughs) Some of the darkest times of my life, angels have come in, sometimes because I asked them and sometimes because they just knew that I needed help. And as you know, guys, like this is a topic I'm pretty passionate about. In the fact of, I think that a lot of people don't think to ask their angels for help. They ask God, and that's great. And I ask God too, and I talk to God a lot. But the thing about it is that we have God who's who's watching over everybody in the world, and maybe people beyond this world, we don't know. And then we have our own personal angels who are God assigned to us to be completely focused on us. So doesn't it make sense that we would ask our angels who are completely focused on us and let God handle the big picture items because there's many, many of them right now. I'm not going to bug God about my personal issues on as a rule. (laughs) I don't know. I I am just putting it out there, you know, when I need help. (laughs) I do too, you know, but it's interesting. Like Talking to everybody, to people about my... this, they're like, I've never asked my angels for help. They say I've never thought of it. It is interesting when you talk to people. I find it interesting how people will admit, you know, that they've decided to talk to their angels, and then they saw a shift. So. I, I wonder sometimes if, you know, we, we just need to be connecting with everybody on our team. <laughs> I really think so. I, I, I've got a, my good friend, Melissa, different Melissa, is going to be the next guest on my angel talk show, The Angel Room. And she, her whole story is very interesting because she considered herself agnostic or an atheist. Like she's, you know, she's the most giving generous, loving person. She just didn't really grow up with any kind of religion or Uh anyone spiritual in her life. And so this is all new to her. And she and I became friends about 12 years ago. And I've talked to her about angels. I mean, I just, you know, it's just a part of my life and I've talked to her about it. And, and she really didn't say a whole lot about it, but over the last year or so, all of a sudden she believes in them and she's been talking to them and she's having these miraculous things, these crazy synchronicities happening and beautiful things blossoming. And I think there's that, that potential is there for so many people. And sometimes it is just asking for help angels, you know, please intervene on my behalf and help me get out of this rut help me know how to be a better parent, you know, help me be, help me find peace in my heart, whatever it is. Yep. I totally agree. Well, I've been known to also pray 
out loud a lot and go help me jesus help me now i don't know what to do (laughs) i need a miracle of baby jesus and i need it now (laughs) that's it that's pretty much what i say i need a miracle i need it now (laughs) i look at it kind of like if you worked at a corporation and you are in an entry-level position or maybe even mid-management it's unlikely that you're going to be interacting with the CEO of the company on a regular basis. You might see him, you might pass him now and then, he might say a few words to you, but you're going to be mostly talking to your immediate supervisor. Well, in the celestial realm, God is the CEO and angels are your immediate supervisor. (laughs) So, you know, you just go to the people who are there to help you, the angels, the beings, they're not people, but the beings that are there to help you. We have to talk about free will because the topic of free will and angelic intervention are also are very intertwined. And I think a lot of people have heard that term. I don't know if they realize, you know, a big part of why we're here in this human experience is to exercise our free will. There's sort of this generic framework we're dropped into, here's your life, but then you make all the decisions within that framework And moving forward, you know, what you want to do, how you want to get there, how you want to respond to things or not respond to things. And the angels just let us do our thing because we're in this immersive learning experience. There's nothing more immersive learning than being in human form, right? I would say, yeah. Yeah. We're (laughs) learning every second of every day. We're just these, these really, um, curious students and we are very motivated to be better to have our souls grow so when you're stuck you know you get into human form it's very easy to get stuck because you got all the human stuff that comes with it illness and depression and anxiety and fear and and outside influence and you know bills jobs all you know the pressures that come on top of it I can think of so many times in my life where I thought, you know, for I like was on top of the world, I had a firm grip on everything. And then it seemed like things were just like slipping out of my hands and everything was unraveling around me. And that's the times, you know, on most of the time, I'd say 90% of the time, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I can follow my intuition. I can just do what I know is right for me, but it's that 10% or may even be less that, that I need to ask my angels to please help me. I can't even, not only can I not find the doorway, but I can't even find the window. I can't <laughs> find anything. I can't even find the, the lock at the bottom of the window to open the dang window. <laughs> you know, haven't we all been in places like that? Well, I think that's part of being forced to acknowledge that you know, we do need help. We do need guidance and to recognize and admit that, you know, we're, we're sort of cultured to present ourselves like, I got this, you know, I, I, I got it handled. I'm in charge, you know, I'm good. <laughs> Nothing can be further from the truth, in my opinion, but, you know, we always need celestial involvement divine intervention so 
I've been up early, crazy early the last two mornings talking to my angels because sometimes I have a bad habit, Roz knows this, of being such a night owl that I wait till I'm almost passing out to go to bed. Sometimes that's not the best time to be trying to get feedback from your angels. I can see them and talk to them, but I'm like, uh, fall asleep. So in the mornings, I've been waking up early and having these deep conversations with my angels about something that I've decided to do. And I ask Roz's feedback too, because she's a person I trust. And, you know, when it's something personal to you, uh, you're too close to it to get a good read on it. And that's something we do for each other at Sedona Soul Sisters. It's a nice little perk of having that business. But, you know, pick the time you can and just really tune in on this, because why would you want to try to do the, this whole lifetime thing on your own if you don't have to, and you don't. That's a crucial, that's a crucial what if for a lot of people, I think, like who are doubters or who never feel connected mm-hmm. to their angels and guides or never have that sense of, yeah, I need to do this. And I know I need to do this right now. What do you guys, you know, what do you guys think? (laughs) Talking to the angels, like, Hey, hello. You know, can you give me a sign? (laughs) And interestingly, I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, our, our lives are, I mean, we're very fortunate because we live a very, Uh, non-stressful in many ways life in terms of dealing with traffic and commuting and getting to work and everything that's politically and you know going on at work and all the other things we're we're very blessed um so i feel like we have the time and of course it's part of what we do where we're communicating with angels, guides, etc. But it's very important to realize that lots of people's lives are incredibly hectic. You know, they don't feel like they have time to get up in the morning and spend that time. And the one thing I, I think it's important to realize is I feel like my, my relationship with you know, with God, Jesus, my angels, etc., is very um, informal, down to earth. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, I am talking to them all the time, not even necessarily in a format of a prayer. It is a prayer, but, you know, it's for me just a very um, connected intense relationship that goes on 24 7 365 so for the people out there who are living a much more demanding life than i live and of course now i'm old so you know i don't have the demands of all the other things taking care of so many other people etc so I, i think that's a really good thing to ponder kind of within yourself, like make that time, make that time. If you can't stay awake at night, like I can't, (laughs) I mean, 
There's no way I could go and do a long prayer session at night. I'd conk. Well, it's not for me. It's not a prayer session either. It is an informal conversation. It's like, hey, angels, I need to get your feedback on this. I'm wondering if, do you think this is, is in my best and highest good to do X, Y, Z? Do you think that I'll regret doing that? Will I regret not doing that? You know, whatever the question may be, but sometimes I know the answer in my heart, but again, it's a little too close to me because it's about me. And just as I would appreciate feedback from my coworkers, I also really appreciate that, that insight from angels because Angels know everything happening behind the scenes. They know what's going on that we will not have privy. We will not be privy to that information. They know what's coming down the line for us. So you're never going to have that kind of information if you don't get feedback from your angels. That's not to say they're going to tell you everything happening behind the scenes and everything coming down the pike. But I know for me, I've definitely come to a point where if I ask their opinion and they tell me something, even if I don't quite understand it, I'm going to do it because I know they have information I don't. And if they're and, kind and loving enough to give me that heads up, you know, to give me some help, I'm taking it. Yeah. And, you know, who else and what else, you know, guides you in these situations more than that? I mean, I, I feel a lot of things. I sense a lot of things. I, I'm not much of a dreamer, but I do vision and I see things coming. And, you know, sometimes I am hearing in my ears or in my head communication, you know, from my angelic assistants and providers and <laughs> caregivers and everything that they are. So I think, you know, realizing that, that all of that is a very important part of our existence and our, our day-to-day function. And of course, I mean, I think like I have standard sort of standard quote unquote prayers that I say every day you know, and gratitude and those things. But the real bottom line is it's that connection that you feel. And I have a lot of people who, you know, over the years have said to me, you know, I never felt like I ever connected with my angels, but I know they're there now. So I think this is part of the awakenings situation where people are seeing so much more. They're seeing more light, more, more good, good things, more. Unfortunately, they're seeing more dark, more scary things. So you got to get a balance for that and connecting with your, your angelic realm. Uh, I mean, I think of this as a team sort of. I do too. That helped me. Mm-hmm. and show me and tell me what things I need to be paying attention to and watching out for. Because the problem with going to most humans, I mean, hopefully, you know, some, a few people you can trust utterly who have your best interest at heart. But if you're not hundred percent sure of that, it's not a good idea to go to a human because they can have ulterior motives. 
for giving you feedback. Maybe they don't want the best. Maybe they don't want you to succeed. Maybe there's jealousy. Maybe they think what you're doing isn't so good for you. And they're going to try to steer you away from it, even though your angels and God are guiding you to do it. So it's important to really rely the most heavily on your angels. If you're going to, to get that kind of input and it can be at everyday things. Like I do, I talk to my angels throughout every day as well. Um, it's like, they're, I know they're right here with me side by side, every step of the day, every single day. So I know I can just chat with them. I feel them. I see them. So it can be little things like, let's say, here's a pertinent one. Let's say somebody contacts you for a session and you get this niggling feeling that it just doesn't feel right. And you think, you know, I'm going to ask my angels about this. Angels, is, is it a good idea for me to read for this person? And sometimes they'll be like, no, 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 no. And, uh, and I listen to that, you know, I listen to that because, um, we can be so negatively affected by a person whose energy is toxic, that it has effects lasting far beyond the time of that reading that we don't want that to happen. We don't want to have that kind of interaction. So even for you, let's say you're job hunting and you're applying, you're thinking of applying at different places. You can even say angels, this is in my best and highest good to apply to this business. They'll give you a yes or a no. I mean, first you got to figure out what your yes and no is with angels, but that's pretty simple too. You can say angels, let me feel what a yes feels like from you and do it a few times. So you make sure that you feel the exact same sensation every time, then say, let me feel what a no feels like from you. Figure out what that is. And honestly, there's an in-between too. There's that so-so. <laughs> there's the yes, no, and sort of <laughs> that you're going to get as well. And it'll maybe. come over time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> exactly. A maybe. You'll get that one pretty frequently. But so everyday things like that is really helpful. It doesn't have to just be big things, though. Big things are the pretty um, eye-popping moments, of course. I'm thinking of when I was 16. This is in my book, but I'm not going to tell it in such great detail. But when I was 16, my parents were out out of town on a trip, and they left me in charge of my four younger siblings. And I'd been invited to a party. And I pile, I had to take them all with me. I knew I couldn't leave them at home. I don't know what I thought I was going to do with them at a teenage bonfire party kind of thing, but I piled them all in the back. And then I had my boyfriend and one of my sisters up front and we're following another car down this dirt road. And it was winding roads with steep drop-offs to the right. And I was very uncomfortable because the vehicle in front of me was going faster and faster. And I I was afraid I was going to lose track of them and I wouldn't figure out where the party was, but I was really nervous too, because I was a new driver and this was kind of scary. We were sliding around on the road a bit. Well, we went around a corner, a sharp left-hand turn and the right hand wheels of the truck went off the road. And my thought was, I just killed all of us. And I just, I said, angels, please, please save us. And I'm here to tell you that the truck suddenly was back on the road. 
and we're barreling to the left and I did not guide the steering wheel. We're barreling to the left and miraculously, there's a, a road there, kind of a rocky road incline. And we barreled up that thing and it was so steep, it stopped us and we actually hit a rock and cracked the bug shield on my dad's truck. But uh, I just remember when, it, when I said, angels, please save us, the whole cab of that truck filled with golden light. And I felt angels around and so like packed into that space so much that it was hard to breathe. And they stayed for a bit after we stopped and I calmed down because I was shaking and I thought, oh my God, I almost killed all of us. And I just felt horrible. And that's why I don't speed. <laughs> People will tease me. They're like, you are the slowest driver. I'm like, no, I go the speed limit <laughs> because that incident stays in my mind very vividly. But there's no explanation. Once a truck's a vehicle starts sliding off the road and you're tilting towards that steep drop off, there's no explanation other than what I saw felt was the angels coming in and just lifting that vehicle up, putting it back on the road and aiming it to that road to the left that I didn't even know was there. So I think about that often. I think that was a real turning point for me. Well, were we a little more mature when we were younger in those times? I can think of a few things that happened in my world. Um, you know, we probably would have heard or felt and been willing to acknowledge and go with it. Our angels going, no, no. And I think they were. And I think that's why I was having such thoughts know, about, oh, I'm so nervous. I, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with this. I think they were saying, you need to slow down. But my 16 year old self wanted to go to that party so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe I was social even in high school? <laughs> so that was like the first big one. Um, and, and also there's times when angelic intervention comes and you didn't even ask for it. And I know that's true several times, but I think back to when I was a very little girl, we lived in Urbana, Maryland and out in the country. And I was about two and a half. My little sister was just, you know, still under one year old. And we were outside and mom was hanging up laundry and I got curious and I wandered away and I ended up down a dirt road, me and dirt roads, we've got a history. And I, it felt like it was starting to get dark. I got scared. I didn't know where I had, I didn't know which way to go. Couldn't see the property. I'd walk down a hill and I turn around and I saw a figure standing at the top of the road and it, she was, had light red wavy hair and blue eyes. And she had a beautiful, like a pale yellow gown and big wings. And she didn't say anything, but she did this. Come here. And I went to her instinctively and she just took me by the hand and led me back to the edge of the property. And as soon as I could see my mom, I started walking. When I turned around, she was gone. I didn't ask her. I didn't even know about angels at that age. I didn't, didn't know at all. But later, um, I, I was raised Catholic and we would go to this big uh, cathedral in Frederick, Maryland that had bigger than life size angel statues in it. And I would wave to them and my mom's like, what are you doing? I'm like, those are my friends. Those are my friends. <laughs> and I didn't know. She goes, angels are your friends. And I'm like, 
then I'm like, oh, they're angels. Oh, but you know, they did not wave back to me, but I just thought those were some of my friends I'd been seeing. The other thing that is going on is, you know, we're, we're kind of taught not, you know, to look at everything like that with skepticism and to be really doubtful. Um, but when you're a child, you don't, you don't really, you haven't learned all that yet. You haven't been programmed with it. So the amazing things that goes on between children and their angels, is pretty staggering. I mean, I've heard some fascinating stories and, you know, I have a few of my own too. So I think we have to, we have to acknowledge that they, they're sort of assigned to us, you know, (laughs) I mean, there's the, the terminology guardian angel is pretty active and pretty accurate. People, people, you read stories where people like you're driving the truck situation. They suddenly realize that someone outside of their normal realm in a different frequency, as I call it, is there protecting, shielding, and helping in ways that, you know, we would be cultured to think, oh, that was just, that was a coincidence. Oh, that didn't really happen. You know, oh, I must be going crazy because I saw this person. But eventually something happens that's just too big to discount. And that's what breaks through. And then once you realize you know, that barrier doesn't, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. You know, that saying is for real. I, I was yeah. just thinking of another time, like in my adult life, I, my first marriage was to literally a sociopath, unfortunately. And, and I'd be get so upset with him sometimes from the things he would say and do. I would, we lived in Fruta, Colorado, and I would take off for the Colorado monument. And no matter what I was wearing, and I can remember once, it was not even nice weather. And I'm wearing heels and a skirt and a cute little top and a light jacket. And I'm walking furiously along the path. It's like a mini Grand Canyon. And, and it was drizzling and raining. And all of a sudden, the ground just left from beneath my feet. And I'm hanging on to these roots on the side of this drop off. And then boom, I'm standing on the path covered in dirt, but I'm standing on the path. So I, if I didn't even ask for help, I did not do anything, but my angels are like, no, this is not, this is not how you're going to go. This is not your time. Not your time. I didn't do that anymore. You know, I made sure I was dressed for it and I stayed away from the edge, but, oh, that was terrifying. So there's been things like that that they'll just, you know, if it's not your time, it's not your time. And I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to, and I'm sure you have too, Roz, that have been in very serious car accidents and they felt this, this golden light come in and a bubble go around them and it, and they didn't get any injuries or they got some minor bruises when they had to take the jaws of life to get them out of the car And the people, the emergency personnel were just astounded. They were alive, let alone pretty much unscathed. 
and they knew the angels were there and the angels had put that bubble of protection around them and they could feel like a gelled cushion as they were bounced around as their car was rolling, flipping. Um, it was, it was like encased in that, in a golden gel of protection, that bubble. Pretty powerful. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And I've, the interesting thing that I think when, when people experience something so shocking in their life, like this kind of an experience where you have some sort of an accident or something happens, there is no doubt. There's no, oh, that was a coincidence then. There is no doubt. They know. They realize. They saw it. They experienced it. Sometimes people have actually heard a voice, you know, their guardian speaking to them. So it it's pretty it's pretty powerful stuff. You know, we I think a part of our problem, you know, of acknowledging this is in addition to the culturing and, and everything we're taught is also, you know, our logical mind is going, is analyzing <laughs> and thinking, oh, no, 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 that can't really be. No, that wouldn't really happen. But in the cases you're talking about, there's no doubt. There's no hesitation. They know that their life oh, has yeah. been saved. Oh, yeah. And it's life, it is a life-changing event where from that moment forward, they had absolutely no doubt that angels were walking with them, that they had that protection, that they didn't feel like they could be some crazy daredevil and put their life at, at unnecessary risk because they had angelic protection, but they didn't have as much fear and anxiety. They knew they were not walking through this valley alone, and, and it's a pretty dark valley right now in this world. Um, but it's preceding a whole lot of light. So we just have to keep raising our heads higher and higher as the level of darkness gets a little higher. Just keep raising our heads above it, shining our light. The having that connection with your angels is going to be a major part of being able to rise above fear and discord and violence and anger and all of these um, low frequency emotions, events going on right now, uh, it's pretty easy to see all of that, hear about it and get depressed and give up, lose hope. And your angels, that's the last thing they want us to do. They, they want you to tune into them and, and get their help, get their guidance and not focus on the negative things. Don't, you know, don't put your focus on that. It's true. Here's another story. You're going to think, my God, this woman wandered off a lot. Yes, I did. I was five years old and my family went camping a lot. We lived in the East Coast, in the East, and we were in the Appala an Appalachian area um, up in the mountains camping. And my mother said, yes, you can go for a walk. Just don't cross the street. Well, I'm Virgo. I'm very, very literal. So I literally did not cross the street, which meant I ended up not walking where she wanted me to do, but I ended up like miles down this mountain road and it was raining. It was getting dark. They were, I didn't know they were freaking out. There was a big hunt going on for me. And it, at dusk, 
these animals started coming out. I was standing by the side of the road, crying my eyes out. I remember it vividly. I saw deer. I saw this porcupine come walking right in front of me. And then out of nowhere, like no traffic had come along. They would have seen this little girl standing crying by the side of the road, but this station wagon pulls up and it was a man. And I had been taught, you don't, you don't get into vehicles with strange people, let alone men, you know, and I'd had bad experiences already at that age. So uh, I remember kind of drawing back and he opened his back door and said, you can sit in the back with my dog. And I was very interested in sitting in the back with a dog and that felt good. But what I saw when he opened that back door and showed me the dog laying on the back seat was the angelic light. And I saw it filling up with the angelic light. And I just got right in, hugged my arms around the dog. It was kind of half on my lap. It knew I was upset and everything was fine. He took me, it wasn't hard to find. He took me back to the campground and there was, you know, state police and park rangers and hundreds of people organizing searches through the forest and people freaking out. So it was very easy to find my camp because all I knew was it was a blue tent and there was a water spigot next to it. I remember that vividly, (laughs) but luckily he found it. So, you know, otherwise I would have not got into that vehicle willingly if my angels hadn't shown me their presence in that back seat where the dog was. I, I would have not been able to overcome that. I don't know what I would have done or maybe who would have come along, but I always wondered if that man might've been an angel that, but at least the angels were there for sure. And it ended well a second time that I wandered off and got lost. <laughs> More serious event. <laughs> Ironically, I mean, <laughs> this is kind of funny, but I, I think a lot of times animals are guided by our angels mm-hmm. to do, you know, to do their own intervention of whatever version that is. Well, I found it very comforting when the, the animals were coming by because that they came right next to me by the side of the road when I saw them at dusk, you know, and I just thought it was interesting. It, it took my mind off being scared. So who knows? But um, I just, I remember that very vividly. And I did not ask my angels. I was again, five years old. I didn't know to ask my angels. I knew they were with me, but I just was a five-year-old freaking out. (laughs) That's a pretty scary sudden realization that you've wandered a long way. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And it's getting dark and no cars are coming. It was in the autumn. And it gets cold in the Appalachians in the autumn, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. So some other kinds of things, though, even when you're not in in an emergency situation, but I'm going to give you an example. This is a situation a lot of my clients are in. Um, I was in a relationship that was not good for me with a toxic person that was just sucking the life out of me. And, And the light worker part of me felt like I could help them because they they had these little glimmers of light in them that I thought they genuinely wanted to turn a corner and, and be a good person. And, and I wanted to help them do that. So of course I put that above my own needs, which I don't do that anymore, by the way. But anyway, so I was asking my angels every night, I said, please give me a clear answer of what I need to do about this relationship. And I asked every single night, every single morning, and it took four and a half months. But one night 
I got my answer because they were all gathered around me, every one of them holding my hands, putting their arms around my neck and holding me close. And my master guide said, you have to leave him to save yourself. And I started crying and I woke him up and he said, what's going on? And I told him (laughs) and I knew they were right. I was crying because I knew they were right. I knew that I needed to break free of that. And thank God I did. But, you know, some, some, the point here is that you're going to get an answer, but it's not always going to be right away. It's not going to be when you think it should. I'm sorry. I just had a very distracting thing because I have got this plant right here. And as I said that the whole plant shook violently and there's (laughs) nothing there to shake it. (laughs) So weird. A visitor. (laughs) But anyway, um, you're not going to, maybe not going to get your answer right away, but you will get your answer. Here's the thing. When you get your answer, be prepared to follow it. Be prepared to do what your angels tell you to do. Why bother asking them if you're not going to do it? Why would you bother going to a doctor's office if you're not going to follow their advice? Why would you bother seeing an attorney for information if you're not going to do what they tell you? You know, I mean, why bother? So don't ask a question. Don't ask for help on a situation you really don't want it on. You know, why why even waste your energy and, and theirs? But Sometimes what they tell you to do, you're not going to like. Sometimes the answer isn't often. It isn't what you want to hear. Right, Roz? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're not yes men by any. They are not yes men. (laughs) They're not just going to tell you what you want to hear. And that's one of the things I love the most about them, because people who don't just tell you what you want to hear, you can trust. Same with angels. They're beings that you can trust because they're always going to be completely honest with you. So are you ready to be completely honest with yourself and hear the truth, face it and act on it? That's, that's the question. And that is a huge question. That's a huge issue. It is for, for humans, (laughs) mostly don't. Um, And I, please do not think I'm saying I'm some perfect person who does everything my angels tell me to do. And I do it instantly. Okay. I do much, much better now, but over the years, it took some really hard, dark nights of the soul times to get that through to me. Do you want to go through that again? No, I do not. So I listen to them. Even if I don't like it, they might tell me to do something I really don't want to do or not to do something I was really looking forward to. I do it anyway. I mean, I do what they tell me to do. I don't want to mistake you in that. I do what they tell me to do. (laughs) Sometimes it's even like, if I'm thinking of driving to Phoenix and I'm going to go see family or friends and they say not today. And I'll be very disappointed because I look forward to that, but I won't go. And I don't know if it's because there's going to be an accident on the interstate, which is highly likely or a fire on the interstate, which is highly likely or some problem, you know, that I just need to avoid that day. So I just trust them and don't do it. It is funny because a lot of times, you know, over the course of my life, I've had people say to me, you know, well, I thought you were going to do this, or you said you were going to do this. And I have to say, it doesn't feel good. You know, I mean, I don't necessarily go into a long, detailed discussion of the fact that, you know, I asked, and it didn't feel good. So I have to listen to them. 
And that includes things like when you're very upset and you want to take action on something and your angels are saying, don't do it, don't do it. Then honestly, it's in your best interest not to do it. You may never know why, and maybe you will find out why down the road. I like to find out why. I like people to find out why, because then it helps them feel more trust in what their angels are telling them and understand that it is in their best and highest good, even if you can't see it at that moment. Well, I, I find that they're never hesitant to show us to, you know, you just have to go with your gut intuitive instinct on a lot of these things. And then, you know, at a later time, you recognize why that indication was made, why you felt that way, why you knew it wouldn't work. So, and I think bringing it back to what you were mentioning, you know, in relationships, I meet so many people, not just in my line of work, but just in general, who are waiting for their true spiritual partner to come. They're waiting. They feel so lonely and lost. They know, they know that person is out there. And, you know, it's very frustrating now in this day and age because it's difficult for people to connect. Um, A lot of people want to do everything They only have time, I think, to do a lot of things and connecting and socializing on the media, on the social media, on the Internet sites. And I'm always telling people and I used to tell my kids this when they were little. If it doesn't feel good. Don't do it. If it doesn't feel good in your heart and your gut, don't do it. Because that's a warning, you know, that's a wake up call. So of course it is. I mean, it could be that it's, it's just something not right. And you know, it, it might be something you want to do, or you feel pushed to do, but it's not right. And you're getting that. And, and I do realize that um, for me, a lot of intervention from angels is verbal that I'll hear them say, don't even bother. Like when someone <laughs> says something dreadful to me and I want to say back and they're like, don't it's not going to make any difference. And it helps me in a way because then I can let go of that. I can detach from that negative feeling and walk away knowing why I would have just expended a bunch of my energy retorting to that or trying to convince them of something. And if the angels say there's no point, I believe them. It's true. And sometimes there's not. (laughs) Gotta listen. Yeah. There's a lot of people who It's not our job to convince other people to think away or believe something or not believe something. And it's kind of like the angels are the same way. It's not their job to convince us, but think about parents when you have little children, toddlers, and they're really starting to explore and you want to give them that freedom to explore and like, okay, you can pick that up. But if they start to squeeze it and break it, then you're going to intervene. Same thing. If, if your child's walking down a path ahead of you and everything's fine, you're going to let them walk. If they suddenly dart off into the forest, you're going to go after them. It's very similar with our angels. They're walking with us right alongside of us and they're letting us 
do what we need to do in the way we're going to do it. We're not always going to make the best choices. We're not always going to stay straight on our path. But if we wander too far, they're going to nudge us back on. If we start to do something that's going to be a real problem, they're going to say something and you're going to hear that in your head. You're going to hear that message in your head as a medium. Sometimes I hear it out loud. Do you, Roz? Yeah, I do. I always feel it. Oh, yeah. In my heart. Yeah. In my heart. (laughs) I can just totally feel it in my heart, my solar plexus. I'm like, uh, this isn't, yeah, this is. I feel it in my solar plexus if they don't want me to do it. And I feel it in my heart if they really want me to do something. So it's interesting, but you're, you're so right about those strong feelings in the human body. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? It is. And it's such an amazing guidepost. You know, I always feel like if it doesn't feel good, like if any sense that I have, like I shouldn't even bother. Just like you said, it's just time to turn a different direction. It is. It's just, and we have to get over, we have to pull on our big girl pants and, and big boy (laughs) pants and get over disappointment. You know, we're not, we're not, I I say this to myself and it helps a lot. Like you're not a a little kid. You're not a little kid who was promised a a trip to the zoo and it got canceled. You're a grown up. Disappointments happen, roll with it, find something else to do. Look forward to the next thing because it's all right. It's all going to be okay. And right now the big, the disappointments seem to be a lot bigger. You know, we've got people who are very ill or have family who are ill or they're, or they're don't have jobs. They're getting evicted from their housing. I mean, these are big problems. These are big, scary problems. So that's why I thought this is a good topic today to really give you some tools with that. And I want to say this again, it's very important if, if you want to get their attention and, and it's kind of, it's sort of like a verbal sign to your angels that you are ready to give up your free will on this topic. Angels, I'm asking to you to intervene on my behalf and do X, Y, Z and be specific about what you need help with, but don't be specific about how to do it because they are so creative and there's a million ways they can make things happen for you. Something we talk about at the office a lot is like, if we need money for something, we'll just put it out there to our angels. You know what? I need $500 by this date. We don't say, so bring me $500 worth of clients or let me sell $500 worth of this. You know, No. And the money comes through ways sometimes we couldn't even have imagined, but it comes it comes and it's there and bills get paid and our business survived through COVID and continues to survive. And we're getting ready to expand and it's really exciting times. You don't have to sink into the mire. So I really hoping that this episode today gives you some help with that. And, And I do have a book coming out within the next two weeks or so about two weeks that's called let your angels lead that dives into this subject extensively. So look for that. But in the meantime, we appreciate you tuning in, tune in next week. Our topic is Pleiadians. We're going to talk about the Pleiadians, all about the Pleiadians. That's going to be a good one. 
Don't miss it. Tune in. And in the meantime, have an enlightening week. Thank you for listening to the Sedona Soul Sisters show. If you'd like more information about the Sedona Soul Sisters and their services, visit their website at SedonaSoulSisters.com. Subscribe to our show here so you don't miss a thing. All of us at Sedona Soul Sisters hope you have an enlightening week. Thank you.